The Daily Talk Show, episode 624. Nick Kappa's in the studio. Welcome. Welcome. Oh, thank, thank you, guys. It's so, such a pleasure to be here. Mate, um, uh, is this a real Jersey Guernsey? Yeah, I um, look, I'm going to say that, like, I, I am I am a Sea Eagles fan. Love the Sea Eagles. Mm. But really, this I bought this jersey because I just I love it. Mm. Um, but also, it's just the right temperature for Melbourne. It is right. So. Yeah, it's like a three quarter <laughs> like sleeve. Oh, three quarter sleeve. Is that is that what they wear on the ground? Three yeah. quarter sleeves. Well, years ago, years ago they okay, wore. Sure. Yeah, yeah, from this kind of era. Mm. Yeah, they they wore this kind of woolen. God, it would have been hot. But yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah Where's so. Sea Eagles? Where's their area? Like, uh, yeah, uh, Manly. Okay, Manly. You guys are real Melbourneites. <laughs> Mate, you guys yeah. really no idea. Yeah. Yeah. I you saw no so, idea about rugby league. Well, you're no. from. Where, you, where, where did you grow up? Uh, Moree, like, uh, well, a town an hour out of Moree called Boomai. Is that um, New South Wales? Yeah, yeah, right on the border of okay. Queensland, New South Wales. Oh, yeah. Really getting into that that uh, state of origin yeah. rugby oh. territory, right? Yeah, the pub that we had, they had the the kind of the Queensland side and the New South Wales side because <laughs> we're right on the border, you know? Yeah, oh. and it was awesome. It was great. great. And the families would get together, we'd all fight and... I tell you, <laughs> <laughs> then you'd have dinner and then fight again. Yeah, have a palmer, <laughs> lay it in, you know. I tell you what, last night I had three beers and it got me. You know, sometimes oh. you have only a few beers, oh, and, yeah, and it can make you hungover. Yeah, I don't understand it. Yeah, but I've had thirty beers and woken up fine. Yeah, yeah. Last night I had three and woke up with a fucking killer headache. Is it a certain time? Because I've only just started drinking, Nick. Oh, like, really? Yeah. So I'm twenty nine. Only started really drinking. I had my first sort of wine uh, a that, year and a half ago. This would ago. explain the awkwardness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drunk right now, actually. Like, does this guy have autism or is he just a non-drinker? Both. No. both. <laughs> Sorry, man. No, just joking. I've heard you joke about that before. So. Um, yeah. <laughs> Which bit, the drinking or the autism? Uh, both. No, no, no. no, no, not the drink. I didn't know about the drinking thing. Um, no, but the um, – yeah, so so the whole the whole drink thing. But the so beers – Different types of beers affect yeah. you more. Like, do yeah. you know that if I have a VB, I'm going to be an absolute monster? Yeah, I think that. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know about you, man. What do you think about this? But now, especially, I'm a bit of a craft beer snob now. Mm-hmm. So I find if I drink something like a Tui's New or a VB, or I just feel like shit, mm-hmm. so much worse, you know. But mm-hmm. and also now the craft beers. Sorry, guys. Beer I haven't even had beers last night. You know, yeah, he's already burping away. You, you know? There's something nice about that. I actually enjoy that. <laughs> you know, that's beer drinking, bro. I find when I eat a burrito, I get like five in a row. It's just, it's just like, oh, oh just, why do I do this to myself? Guzman, you've done it again. Um, 4X. Yeah. That's, I mean, was that the, the water of choice? Up in up where you were, yeah. Living. Well, it's all the shit. It's 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 the we remember we walked and mm-hmm. we were at the front of the Forex Brewery, yeah. Josh in Brisbane. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And you could smell, you could smell it. But it's real. That's thing. like that's Heaven's their gates. that's their VB. It's a Vic bitter of yeah. It's yeah. a similar vibe, right? Yeah, yeah. And people most drink most people drink Forex Gold, mm. which is like a mid strength. Uh, Why? Why? Um, is it drink? You can drink more, more of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a thing. You can. Um, I, I, I was a big fan of Forex, and then a bunch of mates of mine, they all drank Forex Gold, mm. and I was like twenty one, and I was like, "What are you idiots doing? My dad drinks this. Like, why <laughs> would you drink Forex Gold? It's mid strength." And then we went to Splendor, Splendor in the Grass, and they gave me like two cases because I yeah. was driving, 
And I said, guys, I'm, yeah, after the two cases, I was like, wow, Forest Gold, I am ready to drive. And, uh, the, the drink that you drive on. Yeah. yeah. The, yeah, yeah the drink of choice for drivers. The drink for drivers. That's their tagline. Yeah. No, but they said it, this is a good beer because you can drink it all weekend, not really have a headache. If you yeah, drink yeah. it full strength, huh. you are eliminated is for that, one of the days. Is that the biggest issue with drink driving is the headache? Is that what gets you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, take the driving. In. I wasn't okay. driving oh, okay, in, sure. in this state, no. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and then I was hooked. And then mm-hmm. now it's it's kind of my little guilty pleasure. I'll mm-hmm. have a Forex Gold. Yeah. Up, up the road. It's so cool you guys live in Abbotsford because I yeah. live here as well. Okay. Yeah. And uh, the Leadbeater Hotel. Leadbeater? Like yeah, it's like a weird pub. I don't know, it has bands now and everything, but they have all of these shit beers on tap, like Forex Gold, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. VB, everything, and it is heaven, right? You know what I mean? Like, What street is it on? Um, it's on uh, Bridge, is it Bridge Street? The one where the tram goes from? The trams. Uh, on Victoria many. and <laughs> <laughs> Church. You're thinking Church Street. Church. Oh, oh on church. the corner. Yeah, where yeah. Ch- It's Church Street Yeah, yeah. with the start. It's near yeah. the brewery. It's near the big um, – Near uh, Moondog. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, close to Just that. Down. It's on the corner, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's on the corner. Yeah, yeah I yeah. seen a comedy gig there years ago. Nat Harris, who has been on your podcast, I'm yes. pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it was there. Um, yeah, it used to be some other name. Uh, it was like the I don't know the corner or something or the uh, the uh, the Eureka. The Eureka. And it just looked like Fight Club. You know what I mean? Just like <laughs> yeah. oh man, there's a lot of punch ons, a lot of deals done here. Uh, fun and- fact about pubs in Victoria. I think most look this up. I think there's only two or three that aren't on a corner. In, oh, really? In, Victor- in Melbourne. You soften the fun fact with, I think, maybe, Mason, can you look it up? Yeah, yeah, look <laughs> so, it up. No, no, no. And I know one of them, at least, mm-hmm. is on Victoria Street. Oh. And it's, as you, I think, it's, as you go down on the right. Oh, is no, sorry, Avery? sorry. Johnston, yeah. near your old yeah, place, yeah. Johnston Street. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's on the right. And so, yeah, it doesn't, it's not on the corner. And oh, it's like wow. one of only few in mm-hmm. Melbourne. But it was back in the day when they built these things. These mm-hmm. were the, it was the place to go. There was the, you know, the pub. On the corner. Do you think yeah, Pokies the- fuck pubs or do they bring a bit of charm? No, they fuck pubs. Yeah. I, they also fuck lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, they're good for people. Like, I just don't like drinking around them, you know, like, it's like I'm trying to have a beer. You know? um, no, as for the economy, they're great, you know. Uh, <laughs> survival of the fittest, in my Mate, opinion. No, I, I, just joking, I, just think, I think they actually keep the, uh, what's the, Finetto Club mm. going. Oh, the really? the clubs pokies. in Bulleen, it's this you know, old establishment, been there for years, Italian blokes started it. Anyway, they, there's pretty much the majority of the joint is a, a pokies area mm. yeah. and it's open till 3 a.m. every single night. Yeah. You're not open till 3 a.m. every it, single night unless you've got addicts in yeah, there. Yeah, sure. Oh, man, yeah, Fucking yeah. The Welcome in. Stranger, that is the craziest <laughs> place on earth. Where's that? In the city. Welcome it's just stranger. all pokies. Where? Welcome, Chinatown? Um, yeah, kind of near Chinatown. It's on Burke. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it is... Absolute, like I went in there once because I had like a hundred dollar note for once in my life. How'd you <laughs> and get I it? had to get a taxi, <laughs> and my phone had gone flat, so I couldn't get Uber. Yeah, I got yeah, paid yeah. from a gig. Okay. In, there's this thing in comedy where you're at the end, they always give you a hand check with a rolled up note. You know what I mean? That's like the thing. <laughs> Do you know, know what you're getting? Do you know what note no, it is? It could be a know. fiver. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy, have I walked away with some like, whoa, I thought that note felt definitely felt bigger. <laughs> and I thought my work was worth more. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, I went in there to get some change. So I thought, oh, why don't I just play the pokies? And yeah, yeah. there was like this lady shouting at the machine. Everyone's just sitting there just mm. staring at the screen. I was like, oh, my God, I've got to get out of here, you know. Yeah. But I couldn't help but think, 
this is the time. Well, this is the night when my life turns around. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, can, I can help thinking about. Yeah, I'll be telling my friends, what if my phone was charged and I could get an Uber? <laughs> yeah, but then yeah. I wouldn't be sitting on this pile of money. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't but, own Uber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and did you lose a hundred? Uh, yeah, I lost $20. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But now you drive for Uber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I won 680 bucks in a machine Whoa. in Chinatown. Wow. We, we were eating dumplings at the Shanghai Dumpling House and then- um, It's a real Melbourne tour this, this oh, episode. Yeah, we suggest 100%. that you um, yeah, turn it on, drive around Melbourne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Walk past uh, Gaylord's, the Indian restaurant oh, in, in Tattersales Lane and then just snuck into this sort of dodgy old pokies joint. I think and I know the one. The, 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 the worst thing was we're two young pissed units that come into this joint, put our five bucks in or two bucks, whatever it was, yeah. and hit- a jackpot, whatever it was, and all these people around are so pissed because they've been in there for yeah. hours yeah. not hitting anything and we're just like dancing, we pull the cash out. Yeah, we blew it all that night. But to, to be fair though, um, I don't know, pokies aren't something you can train for. Like, you know what I mean? It wasn't unfairly taken away from them. Like, I've trained for years. I've ruined my family, everything. Yeah. But you sort of feel there's a psychology, like when I'm in Vegas, that's really the only time I end up. Yeah, uh, gambling because you're just walking past when you go well, to your hotel. There, you Mate, the <laughs> airport. The airport. Yeah. I could get into drinking. Like I should go. The one thing I'm worried about is, um, I was a fat kid. I've always had to worry about my weight. Yeah, this could. This is a huge trap. This cal like calories. Oh, in drinking alcohol. is yeah. terrible, yeah. man. You would be looking at the ripped guy yeah. ever <laughs> if I didn't drink because <laughs> it is a steady decline. It is because I, I appreciate. Like I would have ripped. The hell out of you years ago, like, <laughs> yeah. oh, why aren't you drinking, whatever? But now I am like, stay off it, like, just right. stay off that. Well, do it every now and then, mm. you know. But yeah, because yeah, calories they will yeah. come left, yeah. they will come left, right, and center at you. Because um, Limo was telling us that he had how many standard drinks in a week? Fifty six. Fifty six, which is more than a the bottle a day. A bottle a day, day, and it was four four. Stand drinks in a bottle or something. I didn't get up to that bit. Really? Yeah. Limo. Yeah, yeah. They bloody <laughs> guzzle hound. <laughs> no, I don't know whether that was gear or whether that was – I have a feeling it was being honest. I mean, <laughs> even if you halved it, it's yeah, still – Still alive. Well, what was the the most amount that you were having, do you think, before you realise, oh, you know, I'm going to dial this back? Oh, man. Well, that's a thing in comedy. You don't – it creeps up on you because you, you'll go to a gig, you get two or three free drinks mm -hmm. and you probably get more. Because the bar, the bar people love you. They're like, oh wow, you know. Well, they love me because I'm, I never have a bad gig. You know, what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm always crushing. You know, and, <laughs> and I, to be honest, it's been hard not to take up, you know, offers to go into bars or manage them, you know, <laughs> uh, or marry, you know, barman's daughters and things. You know, they've yeah, um, but yeah, they offer, offer you a few drinks, and then you'll go, oh, because comedians were all depressed and we love drinking, so we're like, oh, we'll go for one or two more. Because you got this cash in your pocket, yeah. and um, but you never get totally off your chops. Mm -hmm. You do maybe once or twice a week, maybe once a week. Yeah, can but you the have rest any of the time, drink or like, do they say, oh, "Look, Kappa, you can only have a um, a beer," or could you get like a, a espresso martini? Is that what it's called? <laughs> oh yeah, you could. Get, could you get espresso? Have you ever done? Uh, that's good. look at you like you're a wanker though. Yeah, oh, you're kind of pushing the friendship as well because they're like twenty dollars. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. double the and drink. And usually on the drink voucher, they've got like. Oh, basic spirit or whatever. Sure. But yeah. but man, I have taken the piss a lot. <laughs> one one Were you pub a top in, dog, one, yeah. One 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 place in Bathurst, the dude's like, I am so stoked to have you guys here. Mm. You can have whatever you like. 
just keep going. And at four in the morning when I'd had like my 100th drink, the guy's like, no more, man. You're going to have to buy this one. <laughs> I uh, yeah, it was hot. I felt real bad about that actually. I, I watched um, Theo Vaughn, comedian, mm, do, uh, a, do a set and he's on mushrooms. Oh, so. yeah. And it's, it's just real bizarre. And it's, yeah. I, I, it was really funny. Like being – how do you go actually being intoxicated? Yeah. Like, say four beers, you're starting to feel it. Yeah. What's the limit for you? What? It, um, <laughs> well, that's the thing, man. Yeah, you don't – I don't know. Uh, to, to finish off your question mm-hmm. as well is that, yeah, you, you, it's never a problem really. Mm-hmm. So so you, you're never really off your face drunk to people and you're not really making any terrible decisions. So people are like, hey, mate. Fucking dial it back. Yeah, sure. You're yeah. just kind of walking home pretty happy after mm-hmm. five beers yeah. nearly every night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <sure laughs> you know sure. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So that adds up to, well, yeah, 25 pints a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, mm. or maybe even more. So, and then you'll have one big blinder with your mates. Well, 25 you'll pints. Ten, how many um, standard mm, drinks in a pint? Out, that, oh, there'd be 2.5. Yeah, so you're least. up at limo numbers. Yeah, I was definitely up at limo numbers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> not that limo has a problem. Oh, no. <laughs> Boy, I would hate to be limo. <laughs> Imagine if you were limo. Oh, one of the nicest guys ever. Probably rolling in cash. But yeah, um, yeah, no, I um, yeah, and I, the the drinking thing is weird because I stopped drinking for a while uh, a couple of years ago, and I felt a. Mu- like so much more clarity mm. and I was so much better at stand-up. You were, I, yeah. I was, had a lot of clarity. But also you kind of don't want to lose the nice guy in you. You don't want to lose that kind of bit of a larrikin why you're a comedian in the first place. Mm. And it's because you like having a few beers mm. with your friends. But, yeah, man, you really – once you have more than two or maybe more than one, you're walking the line mm. because if you screw up one word on a punchline, mm. it can change your set. People, because mm. that could be like a real, uh, a, a good joke that turns everything around for you. Yeah, and, and or and some people give up on you at that stage. Really, or or sometimes it's a big build up to that joke, and then when you screw it up, then the crowd are like, "Why did he say that?" Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's well, not the it, the outcome you want from a punchline, is it? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but then, what keeps you reeling in about? you know, waiting to go on or, mm-hmm. or drinking on the job mm. is that some nights have gone on absolutely blind and destroyed because yeah, like, yeah. you're fearless. Yeah. You're kind of like, yeah, fuck you, mate. You want to <laughs> fucking go me, you know what yeah, I mean, yeah, ripping yeah, yeah. into them. And then you'll talk brutally, honestly, like, I'm fucking blind and <laughs> yeah. I don't give a shit about any of you people. You're all pigs to me. And everyone's like, like, oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Finally, a guy who's telling the truth, we are pigs. <laughs> um, I, I reckon I found your Facebook, a Facebook video of yours probably three years ago. Yep. And I was showing my brothers, like, this is fucking hilarious. You were telling some riddle that, like, uh, it's, I can't, do you remember the video? That we, I think it was like probably uh, one of your yep. first from what I could see that went viral on Facebook. Oh, and you're yep, telling yep. this. You're telling a story about. Do you remember? Oh, uh, was that? I had a. I had one that was really puzzling. I don't know why it went viral. It was yeah, it's puzzling as fuck. I was yeah. like, I'm confused. It's a, it's that was funny as fuck. It's, it's a riddle, right? Yeah, uh, no, was it a riddle? Just, Are you a riddle guy? Or like, I was yeah. just confused. Yeah, I was just confused. <laughs> a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people say to me after shows, they're like, "Man, the greatest thing about watching you is it looks like you don't know what you're doing." Yeah. And I'm like, uh, yes, that is my plan. Yeah, <laughs> really. and so I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. At that point, uh, I legit thought that you were just 
that person that was doing the confused riddle or whatever, you know. Yeah. But that, uh, but then you go, okay, you're a comedian. So that what what people say to you? Like, yeah, but also I am confused. A lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm I'm confused now to be honest. Uh, no, I uh, it was it was one where I was having a shave and I was talking about electric razor. Nah. Uh, this razor. But there was another where I was talking about. Oh, like a mate being a dog. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> can, we, can you just yeah. say it for Josh? It, you it's not – no, because I don't think it's a – it's not like your uh, knock-knock who's yeah. – it's not a joke I got, like I got that. in trouble the other day because we had someone on mm. uh, and she'd done comedy before yeah. and I sort of asked if she could do a bit for oh, us. Which sort of yeah. puts people, when it's not a conducive sort of – Oh, no, no, no. That is really hard. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But I think I was just saying – um. I, t- I, w- I w- my mate went to I was because like there was a lot of people going don't be a dog come and have a beer or whatever yeah, yeah. but I was kind of like against that I was like said to my mate come and have a beer don't go to the gym don't go to the gym come and have a beer and uh, then he got to the pub to have a beer with me and I'm like mate you should have gone to the gym you're a dog <laughs> I'm like you're dogging yourself so I was like you weren't the dog but now you're the dog. And now you're the dog again. Like, you've been double dog, you know. D- double dog. And, and I think it confused people so much that they liked it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it was the first confused humour that I'd sort of gotten around. And I was like, I don't know, but Speaking the, the guy's a dog. Yeah. <laughs> also, I'm incredibly lazy, so I think I would have been saying that as a bit, mm-hmm. and then gone. You know what? Fuck it. I'll just put it up anyway. <laughs> I mean, that's what shit, the shit that works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, do exactly. you know what's going to work? Like in the videos or the stand up that you do? Never. No. Man, you never know what's going to work. Mm. It's really trouble. Like, yeah, I I got my special coming out soon. I open with this joke where I just go, um, "Does anyone like Ferrero Rocher's? Uh, f- how good are Ferrero Rocher's? Ferrero Rocher, more like Ferrero. Oh yeah." Right? <laughs> and I don't know why, but it gets a laugh every time. And now that's part of the joke, me being confused, going, why does that get a fucking laugh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I sit yeah. at my desk, I'm writing, I'm writing about political, philosophical stuff. Ferrero, oh, yeah, gets a laugh. <laughs> and I think I said it one night, probably when I'd had a few beers, yeah. and I was just, because sometimes when you do stand-up, you're like, I don't, I don't want to be here. I, <laughs> I have no jokes. I'm not funny. Why am I here? And then you go up there and go, yeah, Ferrero, yeah, and then it gets a laugh and you're like, oh, I'm back in the game. <laughs> yeah, so so that, yeah, so you never know what's going to work with stuff. I I used to have times where I'd upload things, maybe upload things at this time or that time. Mm-hmm. Or Now I do not care. I'll put something up at 2 in the morning. It doesn't matter. If it's good, people will like it or people mm-hmm. won't like it, you know. I've seen uh, you on social media wearing a tuxedo a lot. Yeah, yeah, man, yeah. Why, why do you why do you wear a tuxedo? Um, oh, it's a weird story. Um, but basically, the great podcast, the Little Dum Dum Club, did some show. Well, they were doing some shows in England, and uh, they said um, some people were writing, going, "Hey, because yeah, I'm always broke." So they said, "Is there any way we can crowdfund Kappa to come over?" Uh, just just as a joke, and we brought it up on the podcast, like, "Oh, imagine if I went the worst way possible." Uh, and, you know, because it would have to be so cheap because I'm not going to crowdfund much money, you know, like $500 or something like that. And then um, people started writing like, yeah, where can I put this money in? Like uh, I want to I do this trip. And um, so we're like, okay, we said to, uh, there was a fan who was a travel agent, a great guy who works for Flight Centre in Perth, and he said, <laughs> I'll put together a route for you. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he said the worst route possible, we've got this much time, like five days. So, yeah, he said, um, 
He said, uh, yeah, you'll fly to Kuala Lumpur uh, on Malaysian and then you'll fly to Beijing, get a taxi in Beijing to a train station in Beijing, get a train to Shanghai, and this is all nonstop, right? <laughs> so get a train to Shanghai, fly from Shanghai to Poland, then fly Poland's from- great, by the way. I went to Poland a couple of years ago. Great. Yeah, but how's yeah, the airport? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was only there for like two or three hours. It was just it was just ripped dudes in sports clothes, like looking angry with like chicks in sports clothes with too much makeup. So it was kind of, it was kind of like the Gold Coast without a beach. You know? and, yeah. Yeah, so I've, I flew from there to Serbia, had one night in Serbia and we did a gig there, which went terribly. And then we, yeah, Serbia, they don't even get local references. <laughs> they don't even know where Abbotsford is. It's terrible. You know? uh, yeah, so then I flew from there to um, Austria, caught three trains through Germany to France, then caught a boat from France to, to England and then caught a train from England, yeah, well, from over to London, yeah. So the tuxedo <laughs> bit. So the bloke said to us, "It's going to cost three and a half grand." Okay, one and way, so, one uh, way, or? Uh, or no, both ways. Both ways. And so did you like, end up doing a return trip after uh, this? Oh, I just flew back after. Yeah, broken by that. And I was already bought on Malaysian. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> first like, class Qantas on the way back. With that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got so many points from doing the long travel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. They're like, yeah, you got business class. Oh, cool. On oh, Malaysian. Oh no. <laughs> oh, well, my last flight ever should be good. Uh, yeah, but um, yeah, but then I said, well, that's definitely not. Gonna, we're not going to make it happen. I said, look. If it gets to that much money, if we raise three and a half grand, I'll do the whole thing in a tuxedo. And people were like, that really triggered people. People were like, yeah, <laughs> let's do this. Let's make this fucking prick do this. And then if you put in $50, you could give me missions. So, uh, yeah, great comedian, Brett Blake. You guys should get him on, actually. He's yeah. real funny. He, um, he, he gave me $50 as long as I was wearing makeup. Like the whole time. <laughs> so not only am I in a tuxedo with tails, right? I'm in, in makeup. So so every airport, everyone was just staring at me. This this Chinese lady just openly took a photo of me while I was applying my makeup in the airport. Like, yeah, so it was just Were you by yourself? Yeah, I was by myself. Yeah. Yeah. The whole well, I met up with a mate in in France just for the last day. And we caught the boat together and he filmed me. He filmed this great film. It's on my Instagram and all all that kind of thing, but yeah, it is a crazy situation. Like, sorry, I just had another burp there. Yeah, how, how you, how, yeah we'll do that, Guzman. Yeah, yeah, is and, it and Guzman. Good, yeah, yeah, Guzman. Yeah, yeah. I ate two burritos before I came. I was like, oh, a daily talk show. It's a big, it's a big gig. <laughs> I better get spicy for this. <laughs> uh, yeah, but then, and then um, I came back, and then we that we did. They were doing a show in Newcastle, so I said, all right, I'll go from. From Melbourne to Newcastle, the worst way possible. Yeah, so tractor, uh, motorbike, um, bus. Yeah, people just reached out. They said, "Man, I got a tractor in my in my yard. If you want to drive that for like ten k's, I said, "Yeah, no problem." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you think you're a better traveller now? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. I'm pretty resilient. Mm. I don't mind sleeping on couches and things. I had to sleep on a couch in Dubbo on this farmer's house and it was full of cat hair <laughs> and um, so I just had cat hair all over the tuxedo and we got blind drunk and there was a big farmer called Killer and he'd, Killer. he'd passed out next to me and was snoring so loud 
and it was the coldest night of my life and I'm just sleeping in cat hair <laughs> on a couch. So I didn't know what to do. I couldn't sleep. So he had Baby Driver on DVD, so I just watched that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, man, I, I definitely – I think something like that, you become more resilient, but also you do appreciate the creature comforts. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, whenever I stay in a hotel with my girlfriend or something, we stayed in this pretty average hotel in Bondi recently and it was bliss. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and it was like, wow, TV, nice bed, sick, I'm a king. <laughs> um, yeah. What was the feeling through that whole journey and how many hours did it end up taking to get to London was the destination? Yeah, I forget how because it was such a blur mm-hmm. um, because it was non-stop to Serbia. Then we, st- I think I stayed, yeah, I stayed one night mm-hmm. there in Serbia uh, and then I stayed one night in Strasbourg. But all the rest of the time I was, I was travelling. Mm-hmm. So it was weird. Be- before I got to Serbia, I thought I'd been, I'd felt like I'd just won 10-hour journey, mm-hmm. but really it had been something like 36 hours or 48 oh, hours. And yeah. how did you feel? Oh man, I felt wrecked. There's a, there's a, there's a. If you look back through my Instagram photos, there's, there's a comparison photo of when I first started, mm-hmm. and to when I was in Serbia, and my makeup's all over the place, <laughs> and yeah, I just look like yeah, someone shot me with a makeup gun, oh, yeah, like yeah. in an airport, and I was tired of people staring at me. <laughs> Everyone was staring at me, and I was tired of it. It was four in the morning. Mm-hmm. I'm in this airport in Belgrade. And people are just staring at me while I'm trying to put on this makeup. Still going. And my teeth feel furry. I've been <laughs> no, eating. I mean, you could have brought a toothbrush. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, you did. T- you have carry on? Did you have any? What what sort of luggage did you? Put yeah, in? I had a bit of luggage. You know what I mean? Yeah. To take with me and stuff. But because when I got to England, I was planning to get out of the tuxedo. <laughs> I couldn't wait to be honest. Yeah. Um, but I um, your teeth just feel furry, and your body doesn't feel good. You know, mm. we're talking about calories because once you're eating air, air, airplane meals mm-hmm. nonstop, it feels weird. Mm. Like mm. it's all carbs. And I read up, I, I like went into research about airplane food. Mm-hmm. They've got to put a lot of stuff into it so it doesn't dry out in the air. And there's some chemical they've put in it as well to make people feel relaxed. To, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? So it's like, um, and plus it's got to go through really strict standards. So it's got to be ultra processed because if one meal is shit and someone gets sick, it could kill everyone on the plane. So yeah. it has to yeah, be it's highly it's high sterilized, you know what I mean? Like it has to be. So you feel all of those chemicals mm-hmm. in you. You feel. Mm-hmm. And Do you normally feel them or is it just because you read a fucking BuzzFeed article of the 10 yeah, chemicals? Yeah. No, no, that's what I read up about it afterwards because okay. I was like, oh, why sure. do I feel this way? Why do I feel dep- <laughs> like. I don't know. When, you know, you've got friends and they're eating microwave dinners all the time. You're yeah. like, why am I depressed? And you're like, yeah, because you haven't eaten fresh food. This and is like, how I feel idiot. about. This is why I got off the microwave meals was because yeah. it is something. There is something like prisoner like about it. You know, man. Yeah, and I think also it's like making your bed or something mm-hmm. like that. When you make a meal, you're preparing it. It's satisfaction. Mm-hmm. When you make the meal, it it helps you mm. process mentally. It. You've got a, a, a goal and an ending, and that helps with your mental health. Mm-hmm. I think when you put when something's too easy, you're like, this isn't going to go good for me in the mm. long run. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you feel that way with comedy? Do you think? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, if you rest on your laurels, mm-hmm. that's the worst. The moment you think you're good, you're bad. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. got to think you shit all the time. <laughs> what? Um, did you have any conversations with people sitting next to you? 
Yeah, I had a few had a few things. It was some weird situations. Uh, I remember. I don't know. Europe was weird because there's a language barrier, so people just don't really come near. You. One lady came, like a lot of people came up to me in China and said, "Are you an artist?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Yeah, well, some would agree." You know, <laughs> have you seen the depth of my stand-up? <laughs> it's basically Michelangelo, one of the turtles. I don't know, but uh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and uh, this lady came up to me in, in Belgrade and said, are you a composer, uh-huh. right? And I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. I am a comp- It's 8 in the morning and I've got a coffee in my hand and a bagel. <laughs> Time to go conduct it <laughs> at my 9 a.m. show, you know. <laughs> yeah, I live the dream of the composer. Um, I think the tales is what yeah, brought yeah, it that yeah, insanity. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, funnily enough, the coolest one, and that's kind of like I'm doing my whole comedy festival show about it, is I – I fully, like, maybe you guys should do some, I don't know, you, this is already an adventure. This yeah. is what you guys are doing now. Well, Tommy's got an adventure club, which has turned out to be an epic fail. Yeah. Oh, hey, hang yeah. on, hang on. At least mine has a beginning and end, clearly, yeah. unlike yeah. the book club. Yeah. The book club yeah, yeah. an, an ongoing club. Clubs don't need anyway. Oh, man, I laughed hard about this when you guys were <laughs> pitching these ideas. I was like. <laughs> yeah, mine's happening. Because I kind of want the book, book club to get out of control. What do you have? Ten books. Ten books in. You've read five pages of each. Well, what? Do you, yeah. yeah. What is out of control in the book club? Yeah. What you know, just like? I don't know. Someone walking in with a Monster Energy drink shirt or whatever. <laughs> 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 it could happen. Fuck you. I, I reckon. Uh, I, I reckon Tolstoy is a masterpiece. Like fuck you. Tolstoy isn't shit. There's just a all in brawl. And meanwhile, the adventure club has got all these boring dorks going. Ah, my bird watching trip at, at Uluru is incredible. <laughs> That's the way I want it to go. But, you know, yeah. it's like when that all in brawl happened at the darts uh, championships years ago, like in Melbourne. I was like, man, that is so cool. Like, yeah. Yeah. And meanwhile, everyone's just sitting at the AFL with mid-strength beers of pie going, just keep quiet. You know, yeah. like, oh, you're a dog. You know, but meanwhile, the darts, people are like, yeah, bullseye Joe, sure, yeah. got it in there. Fuck you. Yeah. Are you a sports guy? Do you like sport? Man, I didn't like I didn't because in New South Wales you're either sports or you're art. Mm-hmm. You know that's kind of New South Wales mm-hmm. and Queensland, but in Melbourne you can be both things and it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, wow, Tim Rogers in, is in the AFL hardcore. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Is this why you wear the jersey? Like, is that part of the whole thing? What is it called? A Guernsey? Guernsey? Um, is it a Guernsey? I don't know. I always I've always mixed them up, man. Jersey, what do you Guernsey. What do you call it? No one's pulled me up. I, okay. I yeah. switch. Wait, the guy he's <laughs> yeah. Mr. Pull Up. No, I would definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can tell. I can tell this is annoying you, man. <laughs> so that's why I'm going to keep interchanging for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, the jersey's good. Yeah, yeah. I know it's my favourite manly Guernsey. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and so, so you are an art and sports guy. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't say I totally commit to sports because mm-hmm. I put art first. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm unfortunately I'm a huge Frio fan as well. Uh, but there's not many Frio games I can go to. You know what I mean? Or watch. Th- why you go for a Perth team? What? Oh, it's a long story. My 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 dad is not. He was not a sports. He watched rugby. Mm-hmm. But that was it, you know, the Wallabies and that's it. Is this rugby? No, it's rugby league. Yeah, yeah, What's yeah. What's the difference? Uh, rugby's like scrums where you um, where you just – there's constant play of the ball. Mm-hmm. So when you run the ball and you get hit, that, that ball can be taken away from you by the opposing team. Okay. Whereas like in rugby league, you just get five runs of the ball, then you have to kick it to the What's other team. What's NRL? 
Yeah, that's NRL rugby league. league. Okay, yeah, is yeah. that the big one? This is state. Yeah, rugby. whereas league Isn't is maroon. Maroon is multiple teams within oh, the state. Le- Queensland, league, technically. Or yeah, no? league is rugby. It, that's that's multiple teams within the state. Yeah, so it's mostly New South Wales, Queensland, you know, and Melbourne Storm, uh, which are a, a great team. You've got Auckland Warriors. Mm-hmm. Um, that's yeah, it's each city or suburb, like um, suburbs of Sydney, you know. Um, but so then, Fremantle, how did you end up with the AFL going for Fremantle? Uh, I um. I, my my grandma's from Fremantle. Okay. Yeah, which is which is weird. But my dad was it's not she, that weird. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of weird in a way because I guess that she went on a round the world trip when she was young in a tuxedo. No, no, no not in a tuxedo. <laughs> but she was in the newspaper because it was unheard of for a girl her age mm-hmm. to go by themselves around the world. And then she met my um my grandpa in Zambia. Really? And then my dad was born in Zambia. Which did she? Where's Zambia? Africa? No. Uh, yeah, Africa, yeah, Africa. yeah, yeah. Kind so of she East was Africa. like the original, is it Jessica Watts, Watson? Yeah, yeah. yeah like, she, she, but she didn't. She, she just jumped a on boat. a boat. She did, it. it was a boat. She jumped on a ship. She uh-huh. said you could um, just kind of, said it was pretty lackluster back then, you could mm. just hitch a ride with a freight container. Really? Yeah, yeah. So she said it was awesome. She was just, her and another girl were on this boat just, uh Helping out the sailors every now and then, just hitching a ride. Yeah, yeah. That's sick. Wow. Yeah, yeah. How many countries did she go to? Uh, I forget. She told me, but it was always such a blur. I kind of didn't find this out till she had dementia. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a bit of a <laughs> – I, I never saw the order, but I think she travelled around Australia for a bit. Mm-hmm. Then she went to England, then uh, Africa. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And it's weird because my granddad, he, he came back from the war – and he hated England because he only had good, only had bad memories of England because he was mm. there during Churchill. He told me all kinds of stories. Like one time, he said that they were the Germans were bombing, and uh, he said that everyone Churchill said everyone get to your shelters. And then his dad was just tired of going to the shelter, so he said, "Fuck it, we're going to die. Just, let's just die in our beds." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you can see why my granddad wanted to get out of Africa. And he he came back from the war. He got a job in a bank or something. Mm. First day. Job in the bang, he got his bowler hat, like those British bowler hats mm-hmm. and an umbre- umbrella. He got on the train, he was like 20, and he saw like all these guys that were like 50 with bowler hats and umbrellas just looking so sad. Mm-hmm. And he's like, fuck, that's, that's going to be me. Mm-hmm. That's going to be me. And then he looked above them and there was a poster, do you want to go to Africa? Like because, you know, the British had colonised kind of Africa back then or whatever. And then he got off the train, rang the number on the poster, and they said, yeah, well, there's a boat leaving for Africa in two days. Bring 10 pounds and you're on. So, yeah, he said he went from war-torn England, shit weather. He got on the boat and he won this gambling kind of, I don't know, it was poker or something, and that set him up for the rest of the. Tr- the this is like the your boat. pokey said. No wonder yeah. you've got you think <laughs> yeah, you're going to yeah, make yeah, it with yeah, yeah. yeah, and uh, your, so- your family was built on the back of pokies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly, man. <laughs> yeah, gambling and drinking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kappa heritage. <laughs> That's what we do. Uh, and then he got to uh, yeah, he got to Zanzibar, and he said it was amazing. There was just this absolutely golden beach. Walked straight into a bank when my grandma was the secretary <laughs> and great. he got a job and they said, oh, all right, well, we don't have a house for you yet, so we'll just put you on a resort on the beach. 
So he's just eating breakfast. At like he resort. goes from war-torn England to eating breakfast on the beach in Africa. Going, this is the best thing ever. He had. He said he had to pinch himself. What was the catch? Any catch? No. Well, that that he was. Well, he. I guess the catch that he was in the war. <laughs> before yeah, yeah, he, no, but, <laughs> and so they were trying to. What was the purpose of getting people to Africa? To uh, start yeah, populating. For, yeah, the British. Yeah, colonization. All that mm. kind of terrible stuff. You, uh, have you guys seen that uh, Richard E. Grant movie Wawa? No. Oh, it's 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 awesome because he's from he's from Africa, and you know his dad was in the British colonies, and mm. it was just paradise. They just moved all these British delegates over, you know, paid them a fair bit of money. They all had servants, and basically they all just were alcoholics because they were all bored. Mm. They weren't in England. They didn't have any British, you know, cups of tea or whatever, you know. And the weather was great. They were all too hot, so they just got all drink, all, all got drunk and just banged each other's wives. You know what I mean? Like that was kind of, yeah, it was this weird incest community and a lot, yeah, so I'm mean, not that my grandpa was part of that, but, uh, but my dad said it got close, you know what I mean? <laughs> and where was your dad born? Uh, yeah, he was born in in, uh, in Zanzibar, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, he was the first, he was one of the first white children born like that was born in that area. Really? Oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah. so he was. Um, there was a sultan, like the, the everyone. What is a sultan? Is that like, like a, a royal sort of sultan thing? of Brunei? Yeah. A, what what is it? Really... What's the official definition of a sultan? Yeah. Yeah. Like a prince, but not some but sort of royalty. Lot, yeah. yeah. Oh man, we haven't gone to Mason yet. Yeah, yeah no, it's outrageous. Right. I feel bad. Yeah, it's so cool though because I I've never really seen Mason before. <laughs> yeah. But it's so cool to look over and kind of see him yeah. laughing. I'm like, oh, that's cool. This guy. You know, he's kind of seen the war. He's kind of sat here <laughs> like six hundred hours of sitting through this. Oh, I thought it, you would. I thought he would be an alcoholic. <laughs> yeah. He's actually the opposite. Fitness fanatic. He has yeah, to yeah. get his endorphins up cool. somehow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, are you related to Warwick? No, no. I have met him twice though. The famous Warwick Capper. I used to work at uh, Channel Thirty One. And um, Can we just find out what a sultan was. Oh yeah, yeah true. Quickly, oh, and so. that's, that was that other story. You guys really bounce around, which yeah, is we cool. Do. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. It's a- um, and I, f- at first, it threw me. I was like, "Fuck, I got to get back on track." And I thought, "No, there's no, there's no end to this." But I hope that every time someone says, "Why do you barrack for Fremantle?" You tell the whole story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 You're fucking yeah. great. Um, what was the salt? What's the yeah, salt? So it's pretty much a ruler, but it comes from the. It's an Arabic noun, which means strength, authority, and rulership. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, because I think there was there was uh, Arab rule in that province as well. Yeah, um, yeah. Anyway, apparently, my dad was uh, kissed by the Sultan. Really? Yeah, yeah. So my what my, is that? Is that like a blessing? Uh, like a blessing? Yeah, okay, and yeah. they just like. Sexual harassment. Me too. He was kissed many times <laughs> by the Sultan. <laughs> but is that a, is that a thing? You like that? You're kissing yeah. the salt, the consultant's kissing you. Yeah, if he chooses. My, my grandma, even when she had dementia, she always talked about it. How she really? was pushing him in the pram, and and you always had to bow to the sultan. Wow. And apparently, the sultan, you know, she bowed to the sultan, and then he, 
he looked in the pram. And, oh, of course, because yeah, your dad. dad's a baby. I'm yeah. imagining. Yeah, like, yeah, a yeah, me too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's yeah, kind of yeah. cute. Yeah, yeah. He liked um, babies. Yeah, my yeah. dad was the first gay man in that area. <laughs> 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 and the uh, the Sultan, yeah. yeah they, they had a steady relationship for a while. Just pretty forward thinking. And uh, considering homosexuality was a sin, it was very controversial. Yeah. <laughs> the Sultan's eight wives were very angry. <laughs> They're like a white guy, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, yeah. you talk, you go pretty meta. Like I like that you're fucking pointing out things. That's great. Yeah. Is that uh, you've got a podcast called The Phone Hacks? Is yeah. that? Do you think podcasting makes you go more meta with things, or is it the the comedy background? Oh man, it is. It podcasts are like a weird release. I don't know why, because it's yeah. recorded. Like on stand up, I'm always watching what I'm saying. I don't want to offend mm-hmm. anyone or or say anything wrong. But it's weird because a podcast is forever. And you do listen back to it. Anyone can listen back to it any time. Mm. Yet you feel looser. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you guys feel that? Yeah, because yeah. I think it's just like it's like a conversation. You should mm. if you're talking to a mate, you know. And that's what we try have tried to create is mm-hmm. the conversations you end up having with a friend where you don't you're not thinking about yeah. Oh, how am I sounding? What am I, you know, it's, it's a just, volume game. It's not like yeah. it's not like I'm doing this one thing, and then they're going to judge us on that thing. It's like. You listen to hours and hours and you might say stuff or uh, trip up. But in the long run, I think that if we're just doing the thing that we believe is mm. us, then we're safe. It's hard to get a sense of who you are just from watching your stand-up stand up. and that's yeah. the only thing you watch. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, that's what I find that's puzzling about you guys is that you sometimes, like I get asked to go on a lot of podcasts and I don't know the people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's why I asked to be on this one because – Sometimes you'll get on there and these people aren't comedians or anything, but you can tell they're not good at podcast conversations or they've got to work on it, you know. Yeah, yeah. And and I, I feel so, we get guests on from the radio um, and you can tell straight away that they're good at it mm. like they're and they're incredibly talented. Like Cameron James, um, he's not from the radio or anything. He's, he's a great comedian, but he's one of my favourite podcasts because you can feel – the gaps, and he's got this laughter and it keeps it rolling. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's really, really great, you know. And I found I'm not as good as him as that or I'm not as good as someone else. Like Limo's good at it as well, you know. Yeah. Um, but I find that when I'm on a podcast where they're inexperienced, that's what I've got to do. I've mm. got to fill the gaps. Mm. I've got to be there and I've got to keep it rolling. And it's cool. And that's what puzzles me about you guys is you guys aren't from any kind of radio background, but you guys seem to manage to keep it rolling really mm. good, which is a real good skill. Mm. You know, probably because, yeah, you've been doing it for 600 hours. <laughs> probably doing it longer than me, you know what I mean? I should be asking advice from you guys. And uh, that's that's what that's what's cool. And also when you listen back to episodes and how, how you can be better, mm. uh, but also sometimes you have weird awakenings. Like I'm a big fan of the uh, television show The Watchmen and I'm obsessed with it. And so I listened to the Watchmen podcast and it's got the director of the Watchmen and the director of the Chernobyl uh, series. So these guys have never done podcasts before. They are directors. They, they make incredible TV. But I listened to the podcast and I was like, why is this so good? And it's not only because it's about a subject that I like, but it's also that these guys have not said um or are like or anything like that through the whole podcast, these guys are consummate professionals. Mm. I don't know where they learn to talk like yeah. that. I'm like, oh, man, that's 
you know, and it was kind of disheartening in a way because <laughs> yeah, yeah. they've done way less back? podcasts. Do you listen back to yourself, you were saying? Yeah, yeah. So, some episodes, yes. Other episodes, no. I'm like, oh, I hate this. And then sometimes it's a real good episode, but I find that I I know what I'm doing, so I'm like maybe I'm sucking up to the guest too much, mm, sure. you know, at an end, so I don't – I don't like mm. it. What are the tells? How do you know if you're sucking up to the guest? What we say? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a huge sucking sound. <laughs> you, can, you can hear me rub my hands <laughs> together. Like, oh, please, <laughs> love me. <laughs> I whisper, love me, in between each sentence. Love me. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just, just kind of like I don't know. Like I'm, I'm too interested in them. Yeah. I'm, I'm <clears throat> sorry. Yeah, authenticity. Like when it lacks authenticity, like uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not authentic about their my interest. Do you in think things. that the audience would know that, or is it just because you know that you're not interested? You're like, man, I sound interested, but I'm not interested. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what it is? Uh, yeah, I think oh, I know that, and that's bad enough for me. Yeah, you know, maybe some people yeah. would pick it up, but it is weird, and also on podcasts because with phone hacks, we put so much work into it. We've got to write the hacks. We've got to, you know. Um, recap the last hacks. We've we've got to come up with new and inventive ways to trick each other and something for the guest. But also now that it's got this flow on, we kind of people were saying to me, "Man, I don't know what happened to the podcast, but it sounds so much better now. You guys must have put a lot more work into it." And I'm like, "We have never put less work into it." Like, <laughs> <laughs> Is it like, just time then? Yeah, Is it I just think like just spending time. time doing it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think, yeah, yeah. So you never know. And then maybe there's some episodes where we're like, man, we're at the top of our game mm-hmm. with this one. Hasn't got near the, yeah. the reach, you know. And, um, yeah, we had a great guest this week. We had Dan Muggleton. But we Mike was feeling sick and we were doing it on this stage before a live show. Mm. So we didn't have an audience there. So we're just looking at this crowd with no people. Yeah, just – Man, that burrito, <laughs> those four burritos really ruined me. Um, but we're looking at the stage where, there, yeah, there's no people in the seats and we're sitting high on these stools and the, I just felt like the dynamic was off or something. It was yeah. still a great episode, but people love this episode. Mm. People mm. are like, man, that was such a great episode. And I was like, oh, wow, that's, that's so, so cool. True. Like why – why do you like do – you, do you guys get that with some episodes? Well, Tommy always talks yeah. about it. It's like yeah. whatever we feel isn't the reality nah. of what audience members think. Yeah. Never. Yeah. And so, you know, you could be tired off the back of a weekend mm-hmm. yeah. and feel like the show wasn't great. Yeah. But then people – it really resonated with them. So I've I've stopped listening to to myself as mm-hmm. intently in that way because yeah. I'm like – but there is a there's, a there's a 600 in mm-hmm. that sort of – I'm surprised it's because I haven't – I don't put as much thought into it like we did in the first 100 or, so, or first 200, 300. Yeah. It then just becomes – the muscle's grown. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's a weird – creative ideas, though, I like that. It's like you, like you said, I don't know what a joke, what joke's going to work. Yeah. And so you, that's a, been a – that's a belief that you have yeah. based on your experience of shit landing that you're like the Ferrer Rocher. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, and oh yeah, oh yeah. It's, there is a weird karma about it, though. You got to work hard, or you got to put some effort into some type of thing, and mm. then and then those flukes will come out. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like it is kind of like you make your own luck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You, you kind of got to be working hard at one thing to make that. The I've I've written shows. I've written like an hour of material. Wondered why it's not working, and then all of a sudden, right at the last minute. I'll just write 15 minutes that's unrelated that will kill, mm. you know, 
and I'll have to throw all of that stuff and I and it's disheartening. I'll none of that stuff will ever get air again. Mm. That whole hour I, Ferrero I wrote. Share ruined yeah, a lot yeah, of material. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. They love just the chocolate guy yeah. jokes. I like the idea of us doing a documentary just on the story of the Ferrero share joke. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. how much like material <laughs> you, you get your Netflix special off the back of it. That'd be so that'd be so cool, man. Like I love those Netflix um documentaries where they're all so in-depth, like yeah. the Ferrero Rocher Joe came around this and then it's always got some dude who's like the king of comedy, like some guy in sunglasses covered in gold is like, it was a dynasty. <laughs> <laughs> comedy was in a bad place. Then this dynasty happened, like it appeared, and it's just got sequentially heaps of comedians talking like, it was ecstatic. Like people didn't know what to do. It was a crazy time. You know, all those documentaries are the same. <laughs> you could get like, I don't know, when troll dolls came out, like they exploded. <laughs> You're like that that was an event that happened for a month. It's or like so. um what is it, twenty to one? Yeah. So they, you know, yeah, yeah. They, they always oh, yeah, find yeah. like D grade celebrities yeah. to be like it like just talking to like surely these fuckers don't have an opinion on everything. <laughs> yeah, can you just say this? Yeah, 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 yeah. sure. Gilligan Island, yeah, cool. <laughs> it was on an island. Yeah. It was nuts. Did you watch it? Yeah, I watched it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was walking past the TV once, and my dad said, "Let's turn it to something else." It was a dynasty. Yeah. <laughs> we actually, I um, had a video. One of the only projects that I never got paid for. Which I like. I was meant to get paid for. Oh, was yeah, filming. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've done I'm not getting paid before. in film. <laughs> wow, wow, that's crazy. Man. Um, <laughs> and so you know, I was filming. It was for this pharmaceutical company, and they had yeah. a doctor on. Jeez, right? A pharmaceutical company did yeah, not pay you. Yeah, mm. and so they um, they got this doctor on, and they uh, he was talking about why this was this yeah. product was great. But he just kept making up stories about it was like for a specific product for, to help kids, you know, who have had like um, cuts or injuries or whatever. And so he would just be like, um, you just, you know, press record or whatever. He's like, yeah, so I was at a park the other day and this kid had a scratch. And then I went over and put the cream on and the, the mum couldn't believe it. Right? <laughs> the mum was like, yeah. first of all, like, whoa, stay away from my kid. Yeah, yeah. Like, Fuck off, oh, unless you're the sultan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but and so the thing was, but then would be like, then what the marketing person's like, oh, hey, doc, can we do like a version that like maybe even more like like a little bit more truthful? Yeah, yeah. you got any so, medicine for bullshittery? Yeah. <laughs> the so, mum takes the kid back to her husband and said, man, this look, bad news is our kid got felt up in a park. The good news is he's healed. <laughs> but that, it was so oh, funny. I'm angry about this. Oh, he's healed. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so weird though because yeah, it was like yeah. we just saw this doctor just fucking – Reeling on, and at the end, the, the client's like, oh, I send them the edits. Like, oh, they say, oh, it looks like he's acting. It's like, yeah, he, he was. He was <laughs> making up all these stories. Yeah, he's it was like, improv. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, they're like, oh, no, but he's like a real doctor. I'm like, I know. I don't get it either. <laughs> he, said, he said he found the cream at the bottom of a tomb and had to run from a boulder. <laughs> You're like, yeah, that's you go to medical school to do that shit, don't you? <laughs> yeah. So weird. But, yeah, it is It is because you guys maybe – Maybe nothing will ever come of your podcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's you know, maybe, That's <laughs> real fucking hurtful. A lot you know, of effort. May, maybe nothing will happen, but it will always lead you to something else. Yeah. You yeah. know, all, all <laughs> of this death. experience. Will, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're all going to die. Yeah. Or to a pokey addiction. <laughs> you guys are like uh, on a campfire under the bridge and you're like, Kappa was right. Uh, <laughs> wouldn't be under this bridge without it. <laughs> no, but that's it's philosophical and deep. Take yeah. it further. Yeah. yeah. What, do you, what do you think? Like. In yeah. terms of that 
it taking you somewhere. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I remember when my mate and I, a, a great comedian, Jack Drews, um, we um, were writing this sketch show from Melbourne Fringe once. We wrote this entire series, kind of, it was kind of based on True Detective, but it was about a drip coming from a roof in an ABC <laughs> shop where I used to work, like in Westfields. Are they so, still around ABC shops? Ah, uh, no, no. Mm. I was on. I was in one of the last ones in really? Chatswood in Sydney. There's one at Bondi Junction. Did they only, only sell four years ago? Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They can't. They, it's just Done? online now. Done? Yeah, yeah no, it was it a sense. good place it to work? Sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was it? Oh, it was, was it awesome. Like? Yeah. So good to work. Yeah, and you, you just had old ladies coming in and asking you, you know, do you have this? I don't know, season of of this detective series. Is that how you got the comedy bit on ABC? Was it yeah, 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 yeah. I, just, I just rang my store manager <laughs> and I said, man, do you still know that bloke uh, that looks after the whole channel? <laughs> He's like, yeah, mate, uh, you remember Kappa who worked in uh, Chatswood? Yeah. He does comedy now. So if you can slot him in, you can slot him in after four corners, that'd be sick. <laughs> yeah, no worries. I owe you one after you gave me that <laughs> that bananas in pyjamas toy for my kid that time. Yeah, yeah cool. Um, but yeah, he um, yeah. So there's uh, a drip. So there was a drip with yeah, a, like a drip, yeah. and we're trying to find. It. Anyway, we put so much work into the show, and every now and then we'd go on these little riffs and go, oh yeah, well, that that sketch would be funny or whatever. And then we started rehearsing it and everything like that, and we had all these weird sketches that we kind of really wanted to do. And then one day, I was thinking, I was like, this isn't working as a whole thing. And then we both realised, fuck, we've got to throw this whole thing out and just do the sketches that we want to do. But then you go, fuck, that is so disheartening, like this fucking book written basically. Yeah, yeah. That we're never going to use, but you go, oh, we wouldn't have got to. The Ferrero and the, and the show, share joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's where it came yeah. from, right? Uh, when I crumpled up the paper, it kind of looked like a yeah. giant Ferrero. Yeah. yeah, and it's like one of us is going to have to have this joke, yeah, you know? Yeah, and yeah. I crumpled the paper, so it's fucking mine. But oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I wouldn't have got to that destination yeah. without, yeah, yeah, with mm-hmm. without, and the show we love, we enjoyed. Yeah. It was one of the best things we ever wrote. But without writing that fucking huge thing we weren't going to use we wouldn't have got there you know it's um uh, dr jason fox who we've had on the show a few times yeah he, he talks about the second simplicity mm. and so it's like you have an idea at the start and that's like the first simple version mm. then you have all of the complexity of like trying to work out ideas like what you're talking about but then there's the second simplicity which is you look at an idea and you're like well that's fucking super simple right yeah. but it's really effective but it's through all of the other complexity yeah. that you get to that. Oh, I man. feel like that is comedy in a lot of ways. It is, man. Yeah, it is. It is. And it's kind of like I don't know how heavy you guys edit or anything like that. Nothing. Nothing. No, yeah, no. yeah, exactly, yeah. So <laughs> that's why simple. I want to say this right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're testing the water. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The superior race, we are – no, no, no. Um, <laughs> Has anybody done that yet? We haven't oh, asked for – yeah. We haven't had uh, – yeah, we had we had one where at the the last thirty seconds of an episode, uh, one of the guests <laughs> said a joke about his fiance, which oh. he thought was funny, and then she didn't like it, and he said, "Hey, man, just to save the marriage, are you cool?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and we, like, we sort of felt like yeah, we're in the uh, marriage saving business. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so we're, like, so we're that all was the cool. one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's go, time. Only if we get to meet your wife. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've uh, since met her. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so, do you guys find that as well? Like so, sometimes do you get too open on the podcast mm-hmm. and you 
your yeah. partners have pulled you up? Cause oh, early they, days. Yeah. yeah. Early yeah. Days. My girlfriend doesn't listen anymore. Yeah, not, not as yeah. much. <laughs> yeah. I think it's just easier. Yeah, well, they've got lives and yeah. time. Yeah. Well, that's it. Like, it takes I, an hour out of the day. Yeah. 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 Well, and I also don't like being there while Bree is listening, so that limits things. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, but even to like when we have a good episode, I'll be like, you got to listen to this one. You yeah, got to listen yeah. to this one. But then, sure enough, she's like, "Oh, you said to listen to the show. I didn't listen to this one, but I listened to this one, and you were saying this. And you were wrong. <laughs> like just, the ones I give are normally like yeah. guests where they're great, and we don't say anything." Yeah. Anthony Kiedis wrote a book, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, yeah. um, and Flea uh, wrote a book also later on, but he never read Anthony's book. The problem was he couldn't read the shit that Anthony was saying mm. yeah, sure. because he saw it differently. It was uh, the same shit that was going on, but it just wasn't his experience. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I didn't read the book because I couldn't read it. Uh, it's, yeah. it's a version of yeah. partners listening to the bullshit we're spinning and going, I was fucking there, you idiot. Yeah, that yeah. didn't happen. Because I yeah, do the yeah. same to my wife when she's yeah. telling us there. I'm just like, it's not what happened. Yeah. But it, let's yeah, not yeah, get bogged yeah. down in the detail. Yeah. <laughs> you, you own this one. You know? <laughs> it's a funny. It's Yeah, but it's weird. We do. There has been time. I think you build a filter. Mm. Oh, yeah, it's like you you're not yeah. just going to be. Yeah, yeah. Randomly be a racist on stage because yeah, it's like yeah. no, you, you've you've got filters and you understand. It's shit. also not like filters as it is like okay, what is your like? We I think we think we talk through our thoughts mm. and. Um, yeah, like I think you'd, you'd be caught out if you're a piece of shit, though. Exactly, I that's think what that's yeah, 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 I think yeah, like yeah. there's the, the idea though. It's like oh, you know, you get you get good at filtering out your racist bits. Yeah, like we just we're not, not even that. Yeah, so you, but you you have a system. You build a system. It's probably your values. Like yeah, it's pretty clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's also like it's cool as well with podcasts because you do. Like, yeah, phone hacks, we say some pretty wrong shit, like mm. some terrible <laughs> But mm. it's not a fa- – and we address that. And we – that's a, that's a whole thing about our show is to take the piss out of people that take life too seriously mm-hmm. online. Mm-hmm. You know, people who write their feelings online, that's what we're ripping the piss out of. And we're also baiting the people that have no lives that want to make – that don't see it. social media as tri- trivial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? It is yeah. trivial. It's like funny but also – it's cool because that's the greatest thing about podcasts. If people are offended by your podcast or mm. my podcast, they just turn it off. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're just like, oh, fuck, I'm not going to listen to another episode of this. Yeah. Have you like, had oh, any absolute one down. nightmare? Because the interesting thing about uh, phone hacks is it's not just like ours is very self-contained, right? Yeah, so it's yeah. like if you listen, you could get offended or whatever. With what you guys do, the actual hacks mm. end up going outside of the podcast platform. Can you just yes. explain if someone has yes. a good concept. Yeah, yeah. so on, on my podcast, the Phone Hacks <coughs> podcast, uh, we um, so what we do is we go, we roll a dice to see what we go through in each other's phones. So it's me, comedian Mike Goldstein, and we have a guest. And so you can either go through notes, draft tweets, uh, camera roll, or search history. So, you know, we go through that in each other's phones. Obviously the guests... Sometimes they don't want us to go through a certain thing, so we're mm-hmm. like, "That's fine, you know, that's cool." And um, we'll have to get you guys on, actually. And uh, not with my fucking <laughs> <laughs> not with my notes. No, bring down the, guy. Yeah, bring <laughs> down the whole business. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All my racist. Yeah, yeah, notes. Yeah, the, yeah. He actually, anytime he has it, just puts it in notes. Who's so Flea? Who's it. Anthony Kiedis? <laughs> I'm Flea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can be Flea. I don't put my dick do. on the microphone each time before he can. <laughs> 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 he comes in. Um, yeah, but. Um, yeah, but then, then we uh, w- what we do is at the end we roll another dice to see 
what we can hack on each mm-hmm. other's phones. So, you know, uh, it's either a Facebook post or a tweet or Instagram. So we have pre-prepared hacks that we can do. So mm-hmm. one time Mike got me to text my uncle to say, uh, I had a dream we 69 last night. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, How yeah. close are you with your uncle? Oh, man. Not 69 <laughs> close? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes I wish we were that close. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> what did he no, say? But he said, uh, I hope it's just a dream and doesn't become a reality. <laughs> yeah, and- did, did you think he was flirting? Was that a- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, uh, that's I moved away from Sydney for a reason. Uh, um, yeah, so yeah, I've a lot of I've we, we've had ones that are really yeah, not I haven't received like threats or anything, but one time, you know, in the in the height of the Me Too movement, I uh, Mike got me to post on my Facebook, Nanette, more like no, 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 thank you. Like yeah, I mean it's pretty low level, but it's yeah, it's I could imagine a lot of people triggered. A lot of people, yeah, then. Like I have friends who are girls and stuff that wrote me messages going, man, take – I know it's part of your podcast, but I would mm-hmm. take that down. Everyone's very sensitive about this mm-hmm. at the moment. And, yeah, so I just had to take it down. I was living in fear. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like imagine how many people in the industry would have screenshotted that. And yeah. I've – like I've hung out with Hannah Gadsby. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. I've – you know what I mean? I've had beers with her and shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it couldn't how be stand, you stand by the <laughs> Stand by the tweet? Uh, yeah, yeah. Also, it's terrible because my mates on Facebook started arguing about it. So mm-hmm. one of my best mates, he was like – he didn't like the Nanette special. So <laughs> he sent it to his girlfriend and he goes, see, Cap is a comedian and even he thinks it's shit. <laughs> and then she goes, it's – can't you see this? It's for his fucked podcast. He's baiting you. So he's arguing on the post with another guy who's saying it was good. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then I've got another friend, you know, some farmer in Adelaide that was like, yeah, I didn't like it either. Comedy is subjective. And I was like, fuck, guys, can't you see that you are in a trap? You know? <laughs> it's like your mate's walking into the trap. They're like, there's like a, a carrot dangling yeah, yeah, and yeah, all yeah. your dumb mates are walking in there Love going carrots. straight for the carrot. It's a, it's a squeaky toy, yeah, you yeah, fucking yeah. idiot. All your mates that are intelligent are standing around the trap going, there's something fishing about this. You know I mean? <laughs> this is too easy. This is like a microwave meal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. A lot of chemicals. Um, did you ever have to take down an episode or have you ruined any guest lives? <laughs> oh, heaps. Like, <laughs> yeah, tons. Uh, yeah, no, we've, we haven't, we've had to edit some, some things out. Uh, some, What's yeah, that process been like? Uh, yeah, pretty brutal. Um, yeah, because the, the guest is like, no, I, I do not want that on there. Or mm-hmm. um, some guests have just bowed out totally. They're like, I'm not going to do a hack. Like oh, I've been in the episode. They told yeah, you before, in the episode, or no, like in the episode, like just tore you, everything you just down. Stop record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck so, off. oh no, no, we're cool with it. We're like, oh yeah, cool. It's and only then, the premise of the show. Shit yeah, on for, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You come up to the game show. You know, who wants to be a millionaire, but you don't want to answer any questions. <laughs> um, yeah. Once we had uh, Adam Rosenbach, who's a great comedian, but years ago. He um he got roasted on Twitter. He wrote some tweet mm-hmm. and it fucking went ballistic. And um then um, badly like badly okay, yeah yeah, yeah. Not and viral the poor guy. Yeah. And that's what the episode is about is about how it can go wrong. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, "No nah, man, I'm sorry. I have too many. I have I'm triggered too yeah, much. Too much scar yeah, tissue. What did he I, say? Can you find it? 
No, I, no, 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 please don't do it. Um, yeah, I, I shouldn't have meant, shouldn't have named him actually um, because we don't it remember. Yeah, yeah, fuck. No, but <laughs> you know, what I think though is yeah, we're yeah. at a time where. But that was totally cool by us. We were like, man, that, and it was a great episode because it was insightful yeah. mm. of how it can go wrong. Mm-hmm. And it made me think a lot like, fuck. You know what I mean? Do you what? think that there's going to be an expiry date to the podcast? Like, do you think people are going to get too woke, or do you think that we're at peak wokeness, and or maybe the second wokeness is being like, ah, oh, this social media shit doesn't matter. Like, let's just chill the fuck out. Yeah, I think there is that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I still have huge anxiety about going into the podcast because <laughs> you're like, fuck, what's going to happen? You know, because you got to write mm-hmm. a message to someone or something like that. Um, but also there is a freeing uh, – there, there's a stage I went through about, I don't know, two or three months ago, mm. like we're, in, we're nearly 100 episodes in there, where it was just freeing. Just mm. like, yeah, social media is a joke. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Who cares? Do you now just no get drunk, cares. tweet whatever you want and say, ah, oh, I was doing the podcast? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is some funny shit. Sometimes – well, I remember one time I posted a heartfelt thing about my granddad, like I miss my granddad, and then someone wrote – Phone hacks. Post a story about the um, Zambia and yeah, yeah, the Sultan. Yeah, they'll be like, yeah. bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, you wouldn't write this. Only a dork would write <laughs> something this heartfelt. Yeah, so it does come back on us a lot. And it, mm-hmm. and it, because uh, it's highly well known in the com- mm-hmm. comedy community um, that, you know, we're doing it, that people, Comedians will play jokes on each other. So one comedian said, hey, man, uh, like he didn't say, hey, man, but he wrote in a post, hey, guys, I've gone through a lot of depression lately. Um, thank you so much for everybody helping me through it. And someone actually commented phone hacks, like, <laughs> which is not funny, but also very funny. Because uh, yeah, people funny. sent me the screenshot. Hopefully you found it really funny. Like, man, were you on the show? Was this guy on the show? And I was like, no. Like he wasn't Call on the John show. now. <laughs> and what did you, we, I saw the first time. I connected with Ash Williams. Mm. We had coffee together. I hadn't, I'd known who he was. He knows my bro. But before we were mates, I bumped into him at Casati's mm-hmm. Deli. Oh, and yeah. It was the morning he was doing your show. Yeah. And we had two extra strong lattes. I couldn't believe yeah. how many he pumped. Oh, um, man. He is he is a walking latte. W- what did you do to him? I can't, I can't remember. He told oh, me. We did some great things to Ash. There was one... Where oh the, the the recent one we got him it was be- the night before New Year's we got him to post uh, on Twitter does anyone know where I can get coke in Melbourne <laughs> 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 and it, it was so great and because Mike- I did see this oh my god I saw it in real time I didn't know it was a phone hack yeah so Mike Goldstein um he, <laughs> my you know my my accomplice in this uh, he. Him and Ash went and played tennis together and he said <laughs> Ash just looked frustrated the whole time and he said at halftime he goes, man, I've got to take it down. <laughs> yeah. oh, really? Like at halftime he's it was like, all too real. when I had the change, he's like, man, I've got to take it down. Yeah. This is ruining me. Yeah, his like, dealers will get pissed. <laughs> like, dun, 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 like the phone's just ringing. You know? <laughs> I forget what, I forget if we got him to do something else that was, that was oh, on Instagram. Oh, we got him to post something. To, anyway, you can look back through it. Mm-hmm. He doesn't so want to shit a, anyway, yeah, doesn't he? Hard, yeah. Ash is a hard one to yeah. look oh, at if it's a phone hack or not. Oh, man, and it's this is a – you guys will love this story. I told this story on, on the podcast, but it was hilarious. So he's a big tennis head and he says to Mike, oh, you can, we can play at this 
the best club in Melbourne, the best club in Melbourne. He goes, they all know me there. I'm the king. I'm Ash Williams, right? So <laughs> Mike is stoked. He's like, man, this is the best. I get to play at this, like, great club in Melbourne. He rocks up and then Ash goes, all right, man, don't walk through the doors. What you need to do is just duck under the windows to the court. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they're sneaking in to the yeah. tennis club and um, Ash walks. This is how cool the guy is. I love him so much. He just walks up to the security guard guy and he goes, hey, man, can you flick on the lights here? You know what I mean? Like, hey, man, can you flick on the lights? There's no fucking lights here. Carry on, man. Get, 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 get cracking. I'm, I'm keen to play a match, you know what I mean? And the security guy just like, the door, yeah, okay. <laughs> just turns the lights on and they're just playing a game at the most prestigious club. <laughs> they're at Rod Laver Arena. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Fuck, that's, that's crazy. Classic So Ash. good. I, I, I'm so jealous of that confidence. Yeah. Like, I wish I could do it, you know. But then he pussied out when it came to the coke thing. He yeah, took it down. Yeah, yeah. It's funny what triggers people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was, I was I was hoping to see the DMs came in there, you know? uh, One of the best ones we got was um, Cameron James uh, on a live episode. Yeah, once again, one of the best guests ever. He was on Rove's TV show that they I – think, I think it got cancelled after mm-hmm. two episodes or something. But I thought, oh, he must have Rove's number then. So I said to him, got him to text, hey, brah, just chasing that invoice <laughs> from the episodes I was on. <laughs> Had he not been paid or something? Is no, no, no the, just, the, but it's funny because paid. Rove's probably also been like. <laughs> no, but I was hoping yeah. there was truth to unpaid invoices. Yeah, yeah. No, there but the show gets cancelled, so it's like, yeah, obviously, yeah. I get it, I get it. It's a, yeah. But maybe there was unpaid. But if you're unpaid. Rove, you're not knowing who fucking has invoices to be paid, right? <laughs> that's, so that's the greatest the thing about the joke is like. Because then Rove's on the phone to accounts, being yeah, like, do we owe this cunt money? And what did he say back? He didn't reply back for like ages and then we're just like we just had to buckle and go hey man just tell him you're on the podcast you know mm-hmm. and so yeah he wrote it was like, all a ploy to get Rove to know about your podcast <laughs> and then yeah. <laughs> and then Rove goes like thank Christ he wrote that yeah yeah he's like thank God because there was some discrepancy <laughs> <laughs> like and it, it could have been a Jimmy Grant style George <laughs> Kellenbartis yeah yeah no he he paid everybody but he said there was some screw up thing with the payroll or something like something yeah that's what, that's what George uh, said as well <laughs> yeah that's a George yeah George Kellenbartis yeah there's been a there's been a screw up from day one <laughs> with your pay <laughs> man um. It's uh, so weird that that stuff's all in the news now because, like, I've got heaps of friends that were chefs. I worked in kitchens for a bit. Mm. And, man, you're like, how does this – how did people not know everyone was getting fucked over in hospitality for mm. so long? Like, Do you think that there's – on the George thing, because initially I was like, ah, oh, this yeah. guy. But then I was also thinking of, like, is the whole system fucked? Like, is there, a, is, is there yeah. a way of doing it where people can – be successful in this space because it's not like he would have gone out to lose his house and all. I mean, that sort so of you, stuff. They can. if you're running payroll, which mm. we do, yeah. I have to manually uh, post a pay run, but then there's the bit where you then have to send the cash. And yeah. so, when you're doing it at, at hundreds of people level, mm. you should have a system in place. Yeah. But if you fuck it one bit, mm. it could fuck. 200 people's pays for that cycle, you miss the suit. Like it is complete negligence, but if there is a gronk in charge, high chance of it happening, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, but hospitality is a weird thing because it's a lifestyle job. Mm. So it's lifestyle. If you're a chef, you live the restaurant. You don't just go Mm -hmm. home like a nine to five. 
you know, it's that kind you of thing. You live at the restaurant. <laughs> yeah, it's a culture. So yeah, that's yeah. where you get paid in, culture yeah. and status. Mm-hmm. And that's why most chefs are fucking high on drugs. Mm. You know, it, you know. so that's what takes the piss. Like you do get mm. to the big wages if you work hard for 10 years on nothing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then you get to the big status. But also, you know, you're getting fucked over for those first 10 yeah, years. Yeah. It's kind of like comedy. George, or media. And yeah, so that's yeah. a whole culture thing though, right? Yeah, like, yeah so it's a if whole like culture thing, yeah. George went up in that way and all that sort of thing. It's like, oh, this is how we're, this is how we're doing things. Well, George, I saw him write about it and it made sense. He's like, I'm great at motivating teams, being mm-hmm. creative with food, getting everybody excited in the business. Yeah. He's like, I let it all slip. Mm-hmm. He yeah. fucked it. He wasn't doing it and then he f- lets some, you know, the focus isn't there. He's yeah. a creative guy that makes food and knows yeah. how to make a killer of lucky, but then absolutely destroys the yeah. other side of it. And because you can be great at brand and mm-hmm. business, the side of getting people through the door, but not the other shit. Well, man, yeah, it's like comedy as well. Sometimes you do things for status. You do, you know, you go, oh, yeah, I will get this expensive venue mm-hmm. that will, you know, that, that uh, I'm paying through the nose for. But it's cool. It looks cool. Mm. You know what I mean? This venue is in this spot and I look cool. You need to do the Ash Williams and just go, guys, can you turn the lights on here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Random> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just walk into the Athenaeum. Hey, yo, I'm here. What's going on? I got the try booking set up. Yeah, there's going to be people coming around, around 50 people coming in to fill this. But if you, if you know anyone that wants to come in an hour, please, security guards, family sitting there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, and then you have someone like my girlfriend's helping me out with my stuff, and she's like, "Why? Why do you? Why have you done this?" And you're like, "Yeah, because it's cool." You know what I mean? Like you get an ad in this magazine, and it looks cool. And she's like, "You are paying so much money for this, and you are not getting the returns. Why would you do that?" Yeah, yeah. It's like you can perform in this space for this amount of money, and you go, "Yeah, but it's a culture thing." You know what I mean? You. you those people like you at that venue and then they give you more gigs and stuff. And she's like, yeah, but the figures still do not add up. You're spending 20 grand a year on yellow pages. (laughs) (laughs) What happens with your phone number? (laughs) You've bought this much in Ferrero shares. How about throwing a Ferrero share shares? Ferrero share shares. There's a a joke. There's definitely a joke. Cabri is just as good. You get fruit and nut. It's got the same amount of satisfaction. (laughs) You should leave a... Uh, Ferrero Rocher under everybody's seat, oh, open yeah. with that joke, and then at the end say, everyone's a Ferrero Rocher under your seat. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I want but you that, to all say, so, oh, yeah. So the lens lens of that through uh, Kappa's girlfriend, it's, <laughs> that's just costing money. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. He's, yeah just, but that's a status thing. But that's, but that, that that's kind of the same decision my, um, my, uh, my cousin made. He worked for a famous chef mm-hmm. for a while. In, in, I think it was in Brisbane or somewhere. And, you know, everyone was like, yeah, but you're working for the king. He's like, but I'm getting paid shit all money. Mm. You know, everyone's on drugs. We work fucking 20, 20 hours a day. And he's like, yeah, but you're learning. And he's like, you get, he was happy for a few years. He's like happy to get the status, but he's like, fuck it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going anywhere with mm. this. Like he goes, it could be a while. Or he just went to the mines, got a shit job for a while as a chef there, just cooking for miners, got paid a fuckload of money. And then just bought a house in Byron Bay and now works at a really cool cafe in Byron Bay. You know what mm. I mean? Like there's no yeah, – Exactly. If you, you know, can choose to not play the game, there's so many yeah. games that you opt into. Yeah, you can make your yeah. own game, mm. you know, whereas there's probably some guys who made the wrong decision, walked away from that, maybe walked away from it six months, 
after six months of training under that great chef, mm-hmm. go straight to the mines and then they're forever depressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they're yeah. like, oh, I've got a house and a car or whatever, but I'm depressed. You know, mm. this, this, exactly. it's all types of games you can play, but you got to, you do have to say to yourself, I remember uh, I was flying to Sydney to do gigs that were for $150, $100 a night and mm. sleeping on a couch. And I was doing all these gigs, but I was like, yeah, but you get to play at this place. Mm. You know, one of the best comedy gigs in Sydney. And, you got to go with the sums and go, no, yeah, I'm paying yeah. 400 bucks for a flight. Do you need yeah. to work like, out? Because there's always like you know, people say don't do free work or they say all these different mm. things or even it's like um, you got to think about your lifestyle. Yeah. Is, is, there, a, is there a point in so- someone's career where you just need to not be the shit kicker necessarily but just do the grinding and those types of gigs to then be on the other side and get to choose, yeah, yeah, I reckon so. Mm. Yeah, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, but you got to do, you got to be smart. Like you got to do the smart grind. Mm-hmm. I reckon, like you still got to. What grind. does that mean? What does it mean to be smart? There were some gigs I w- I would be going out doing open mics every night, mm-hmm. and I loved it. Like I still love it. I don't go out and do it as much now. Um, I, I want to get back into it, but it's hard. I've got a nice house now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like uh, well, I, I don't own it or anything, but. My housemates and I, we're, we're all a great community and we mm-hmm. have great fun. And so you want to go out as less. But uh, I would always go out and there'd be open mics you do where you go, oh, yeah, I'm going to learn something from this. Be a tough crowd. Mm-hmm. You, you're trying out new gear. But then there'd be some open mics where the host, there was just a shit vibe in the room. It would be very poorly managed. And the audience that were there, they were like, didn't want to be there at all, mm. and you go. I probably should have been at home writing rather than doing this. Do you, do you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like I could use my time more effectively. Do you have to be there though to realize that? Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to do a lot of those shit gigs to to really realize that. But you start to value your time. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. so if you're not doing the grind in terms of of uh, of going out doing open mics, then you've got to be doing the grind in terms of writing. Like there's some comedians who I never see at open mics. Like. Nath Valvo, such a good comic, like one of the best. I never see him at one open mic and he does a show, like a whole new hour, and it is sick. Mm-hmm. Like, And whenever he gets up at a paid gig, it is awesome and you're like, wow. And it's because he's just sitting at the computer writing furiously, mm. like something that I don't do. But yeah. I go out and do heaps of Heaps of mics, you know what I mean? It's so, so different for everyone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Was, I was talking to Hamish Blake the other day and he was saying how he would try and write and he would write for days and be like, oh, this is all shit. Like mm. he's worked out that that's not his mm. mechanism to get to the, the funny shit. Yeah, exactly, man. Yeah, yeah. So mm. you got to find your own thing. But, yeah, that's how Valvo's doing the grind. Mm. He's sitting down. He's Did you try the writing thing? Did you like spend a lot of time insular or do you think that that's even something that you evolved to over time? Yeah, I did evolve to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when when I was doing comedy in Sydney, I don't know, it was cool. It was like a kind of a real weird ragtag crew. There were real, a bunch of great comics but also incredibly looked down on people that worked. You know what I mean? Like if a bloke took a heap of notes to a gig, you go, oh, what a fucking dork. <laughs> you know what I mean? But also we didn't see great comics with a lot of notes You'd only see the bad ones that were working really hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then later on you see those bad people that are working hard and as long as they're a nice person, they get real good and they overtake you. Mm. You know, so, so then you're like, 
oh, fuck. Some people don't have it. Some people, or they're not doing the grind in the right way. Is that they're, the Australian thing, do you think? Is it, the, is it connected to the tall poppy, stay in your lane sort of shit? That or? used to, yeah, that was the kind of the, uh, yeah, when I was mm-hmm. starting it. You know, when I was starting, I was like, yeah, it was the tall poppy thing. Yeah, look at this dork working hard, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever, idiot. You know, you got to go on there. You've got to practice. you got to do head to mics or whatever. But now it's totally changed. Like, you know, now there's heaps of drink tokens at comedy gigs because no comedians drink. They're all working hard. They're looking over their notes. Mm -hmm. And it's awesome. It's way better in my opinion, you know, rather than – because you could fluke it back then. You could fluke it in music. You know, you Mm -hmm. could just be a fucking heroin addict and hit it big. You know what I mean? Um, not that not, not that Jimi Hendrix was a fluke. (laughs) 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 But but see, that's the thing. He Mm -hmm. was doing the grind apparently – he would take the guitar to the toilet with him. Yeah. And if he saw an amateur playing guitar, if they had some cool weird thing they were doing, he'd always ask them. Yeah. Apparently he'd just walk up to people at open mics or whatever or at parties that were playing guitar and go, what's that thing you're doing? No, yeah, what's that sad. doing? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, so so it's cool, you know, and you have – so now, yeah, everyone's working really hard and it's awesome. Well, it's you know, like celebrating, no celebrating ambition. Like yeah. I, mm. even Simon Taylor, who we've had on, I feel yeah. like there's heaps of. Yeah, uh, I did a short doco on him a few years ago, yeah. where he went to all these different. Um, uh, he did like four stand-up things in a night. Yeah, and so many comedians are like real negative about him, and it's. I feel like I talk to him about it, and there is, he's got so much ambition. Yeah. And he's always doing stuff and trying stuff, and it seems like people can't even see see that. Like, yeah. take away the comic side of it, or like the the humor, whether you like that or not. Like, I think that there there should be that sort of celebration of people just fucking putting in the work. Yeah, man, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's what held me back for a, a large amount of time. Mm-hmm. I think that I I would see someone like Simon Taylor or something, and I would be like. Rather than say, "Hey, how can I learn from this guy?" Mm-hmm. Go, mm. "Oh yeah, fuck that guy. He's fucking working hard on Twitter or yeah, writing yeah, yeah. or mm. trying to get media opportunities. That's that's terrible." Or mm. you know what I mean? You, get, you go, "Yeah, but he's his stuff's good, but it doesn't hit anyone in the heart." You know, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and you be, and it went from that to me turning around, going, "Well, he's making a living off it. I yeah, still yeah. work in a warehouse." Yeah. Uh, no, there is a lot of things I can learn from this guy. You know what I mean? There is a, from people like him, there is a, a lot of stuff I can learn from them, you know. Mm. And I guess you even see the scene that is like the online comedian scene, like the um, the guys like, say, Christian Hull, who we've had on the show before, who yeah. it's like uh, he's built an audience yeah. and then he's been able to transition and make it work in yeah. front of crowds. And um, I think that the comedians that will thrive – are the ones that are not necessarily Christian and all that, but can play in the same mm. yeah. arena and game and be like, oh, I can fucking learn. Like it doesn't mean I shouldn't fucking do YouTube or if you if you tweet yeah. too much, you're a try hard, but that's actually what it requires mm. yeah. to be, you know, have impact in like, 2020. Oh, man, that's it. And there is a new type of comedy fan going, you know, like I'm, you know, I'm not going to, that you see the people that survive are the ones like the YouTubers or whatever that survive mm. are the ones that still take like work hard at the stand-up mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, the crowds are going to stop coming if 
you're just a one-trick pony. Yeah, definitely. They, they will stop coming, mm. like, and it's weird, you know. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You can be as big as YouTube as you want or whatever, but they will stop, they will stop coming, you mm. know. But it's also bred this weird type of audience member that some I've gone to some YouTuber's shows and things like that, and they don't laugh, like, because yeah. the, they found out the person's not funny on stage. Yeah. But they're there for the merch and the selfie at the end. Yeah. Well, it's you even thinking I mean? about which podcasting. Is, which is weird. But yeah. The weirdness in, like, say, the daily talk show doing live shows. Yeah. Like, we're not comedians. Yeah. And so there is, and there there are comedians that are storytell. Like you, you might not have those big punchline moments. Yeah. So I think that that's what's interesting too. Is maybe it will start to get more defined. Yeah. But it won't be at the moment. It's like YouTubers are good at building an audience because they have this thing. The real power is when it's craftspeople who fucking love stand up. Yeah. Who love doing like the joke. Yeah. Like yeah. focusing on that. Doing YouTube and then being mm. able to bring it in. Exactly, that's, man. That's yeah. the real power. And it's cool. Like, it's admirable. You know mm. what I mean? Like, uh, I, I remember years ago, Brett Blake and I did a show in Newcastle, and that um, Isaac Butterfield guy asked if he could open oh, for yeah. us. <laughs> and it was in like a shitty pub, and it was like 50 people. And um, yeah, he just came and opened for us. He was a real nice guy. And uh, yeah, I, I talk to him sometimes whenever I see him or whatever. Um, yeah, and his stand ups, like, all right, you know what I mean? Like I've never really seen it, but it's not really my kind of vibe mm-hmm. yet. He's, he's like such a good bloke and also he was he, – he lived in Newcastle. He couldn't do open mics uh, like as many as we could in Sydney or whatever. So he's like, how can I just play to more people? Yeah. And that's when he started doing the YouTube videos, yeah. you know what I mean? And people fucking love him yeah. that go there and I'm like, good on him. You know what I mean? Like, was there yeah. a moment, like, obviously, it sounds like there was a shift in realizing that, like, beliefs weren't serving you. Did you have a specific moment where, because I think I even catch myself where it's like when you're looking too much to what other people are doing or shit yeah. like that. Did you have any specific uh, moment for you where you where you made a conscious effort of like, ah, actually, this is th- these ideas aren't serving? Yeah, I think uh, there was a few things that have, I remember I was talking to my cousin once and he's like, You've been doing stand-up for like seven years. You're still broke or whatever. Um, do you do you ever evaluate what material works with other material? Like do you record this down? And I'm like. Ferrero, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes there's no, there's no formula to stand-up. Mm-hmm. There's no right or wrong way to do mm. it. That is the greatest thing about it. And it's the greatest thing about podcasting as well. No right or wrong way. Mm-hmm. You, you cannot – if you're giving someone advice on stand-up, you are just telling them what works for you. Mm-hmm. And I always it's most advice, right? It's all yeah. it's always, all comes from yeah, preface it. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? But it's not like engineering where you're like, no, that fixed you. Yeah, <laughs> you, need that for the you definitely can't put a sphere <laughs> on top of a pole. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, maybe is I don't that know. true? Apparently, the sphere on a pole. Is, what is that? <laughs> what is it? Is it a sphere well, it's not going to be a good bridge if it's a sphere. Is sitting on a sphere is a ball. Oh no! I've, See, pull out. I King. forgot. Yeah, yeah. I forgot that I walked into King. a fucking. There's a sphere Mate, coming for me that. right now. Mister Sev, can we check in a sphere going on? No, but a sphere is a is a ball though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And on a pole. Yeah, I'm, I understand. Man, what you're I overestimated about. you. <laughs> I thought you autism guys were at least smart. <laughs> I mean, what else you got going? No. Um, yeah. Uh, 
But, oh yeah, what yeah, was so the, about? yeah, so your cousin yeah, but, fucking yeah, but he said like yeah. You know, have you ever seen, have you ever thought what works better or whatever? And I was like, oh, yeah, true. But also there was a couple of festivals and things that I did with other comedians and whenever I did a lineup show on with them, I was like not to blow my own horn, I was just as good if not better. But I was playing to 20 people a night or under and they were playing to 100 or 200 people a night. So I was like, what are they doing that I'm not doing? And I had to, sh- you have to shed a fair bit of shame. Mm-hmm. Like, because whenever I posted something, I'm like, oh, I don't want to annoy people. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't want to be one of those guys that's online. And I was realized it's only comed- it's only other comedians care. <laughs> that I care. Yeah. Was it your I mean? own voice? Like, maybe it's also your own voice because you were so negative on that exactly, around man. other people. Yeah. And yeah. now look at you, you're on the Sky Bus promoting gigs. Yeah. <laughs> that were great. That was a great Insta story that you held my attention. I was fucking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So there's that, there's a fair bit of shame in that. You know what I mean? Like when you go and, hey guys. What, just I'm, being on the sky bus. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah and I'm on the sky. And the that's problem the with the sky bus is I feel like it's quite expensive for being on a bus. Oh man. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. 25 bucks. And there was this thing where you, for ages you could get a Ola. To the airport for like nearly the price of a sky bus, really? yeah. but now it's like they're like, nah, fuck you. This was a, this deal was too easy. It was a yeah. microwave dinner for Ola. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's twenty bucks to get the train from Bondi to the airport, like from yeah. Bondi Junction. It's, yeah, they're all expensive. There's only one way to like for a lot of people. It's the cheaper way. Mm. It's and just when you got two people, you may as well get a cab. And that's from, unicycle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> unicycle with a backpack. Yeah, all, you, yeah. all you need is a whole lot of time and a whole. <laughs> when you got three people, it makes yeah. no yeah. sense to get uh, no, the, the sky, sky bus. bus. Yeah. yeah. And so the the reason I brought, brought up the sky bus was because you were doing Insta stories where you're like, "Hey guys, like here are some of the things," and you just sort of went through and promoted a bunch of stuff. Yeah. No comedian would like that. Mm-hmm. Comedians would be looking at going, "Cap of fucking." Shut up. No one wants to hear about your story about how you, you go on Adelaide next week while you're on the sky bus. Boring. But, you know, pe- people do like it. Mm-hmm. I was doing cooking things for a while where I'd cook a meal and I would just document me cooking the meal on Instagram stories and just Better all the, the microwave content. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, a beef Wellington, man, that is a hard yards, but yeah. it is delicious. It is definitely the opposite of a microwave meal. I was mentally healthy after that, you know what I mean, the satisfaction I had. Um, but, you know, heaps of my mates were writing to me going, fuck you, Kappa, because, you know, when you got those minuscule dots on the oh, Insta yeah, yeah. story, yeah, like yeah, knowing yeah, you've yeah. posted like 100 in 24 hours, um, they were like, fuck you, Kappa, but audience people were like, Oh, this is sick! Yeah, like you are yeah. definitely going to fuck up this beef Wellington, and I am here to watch this. <laughs> do you say? To, do you have the honest conversations with comedy mates where they say "fuck you, Kappa"? Like yeah. there is the one where it's like I see what's happening. I'm I can see their projection and anxieties and all that sort of thing. Mm. Do you ever say like Are you ever close enough or feel like you can have the conversation where it's like, "Hey, man." Do you think that maybe the reason oh, yeah. why you're saying this is because you're uh, a bit sad? Oh man, that's cool. that's the coolest thing about doing comedy for a while now. So you you kind of get good friends, and uh, there's a little bit of competition between you, but it's healthy competition. You mm-hmm. you're happy for each other, and also you know your place in comedy. Before I was like, everyone should be Bill Hicks, everyone should be weird. Yeah, mm. but then you, you then I have mates now in comedy I never thought I would have that I just like. I'm mainstream, this is what I do. Mm-hmm. I talk about this. I don't fucking mm. break out of any level. That's what I do. And 
and you, in a way you see the art in what they're doing and it's yeah. just it takes just as much effort to be an alternative or a weird comedian to 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 get a broad audience to you know to appeal to everybody or to to appeal to a certain demographic mm-hmm. is uh, there's an art to that as well yeah. so you uh, appreciate those things and that and that's also kind of opens you up to be like um yeah take take the real piss out of each other you know yeah, what i mean yeah. like you know um what you know so you don't like, take it to heart or you don't feel like it's a Oh man, it always hurts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's what makes it funny. Because <laughs> then you go to hurt them more. Yeah. Like, you know, Ben Knight, you know, I live with him and he's a he's the greatest comic. Actually, he's another guy you should get on. He's fucking great. And he's t- always talks about being a teacher and teachers go to his shows because he used to be a teacher and everything. And I always pay him. And he plays guitar with a loop pedal. And fuck, I ripped the piss out of him about that. Like, you know what I mean? Because hey, I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's it, man. It's so good. Every time he's going to a gig, I'm like, oh, what are you going to do? Sing your little jingles. And I always do an impression of him, like, boom, just a boom, 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 boom. Oh, yeah. Oh, ladies. You know what I mean? like, that's and, good. And he's never stopped roasting him about yeah. it. And in turn, he'll roast me. He's like, oh, Kappa, yeah, I'm a fucking idiot. I jump around and cover myself in oil or whatever. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah, he always and yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that that's great as well, you know. Yeah, yeah. We always do. Um, Brett Blake had this great routine where he always said the same. He always delivered it the same way. He always go, guys, 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 guys. I'm a professionalist. I'm a professional removalist. I'm gonna be breaking both of your shit. <laughs> and any time he was saying that, every comedian would always. Like do a story of it, like the Holy Grail. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it was yeah. called the Holy Grail. <laughs> and any time he walked into a room, everyone would do an impression of it. You know what I mean? And sure, it would tear away a small piece of his soul. Uh, every, but it was hilarious. <laughs> um, so, is it festival time? Like we're like we were talking to Limo, and he was yeah. saying he just did Fringe, yeah, the comedy festival coming up. Yeah. Uh, what's your plans? Yeah, I got Melbourne Comedy Festival coming up. I got mm-hmm. Adelaide Fringe. Uh, yeah, and it's it's all the whole show is about the tuxedo trip, uh, and then I got Sydney Comedy Festival. I don't know whether tickets are available for that one yet. Oh, there's tickets available for Warrnambool as well. Warrnambool, <laughs> one man. night in Warrnambool. Yeah, it's not a festival or anything. It's you could say it's my festival. It's, <laughs> it's actually fuck it. It is a festival. It's Warrnambool Comedy Festival, <laughs> and it's just me. You're driving down there. We drive back that night, or do a overnight. I, I think I'm going to try and stay down there because man, it's a long story, but. Oh, it's a long I, drive. Have yeah. I mixed this up with another? T- Warnable's on the sea, right? Yeah. So where they had yeah, the whaling yeah. station? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I acted years ago. Whaling station. You can. Mm. I've seen. You whales can see there. whales, but whaling. I don't know what that means. Is whaling like killing whales? Killing whales. They don't no. kill whales. Do they? Man, I could have viewing? led you on such a great tangent. Then <laughs> it's like a place where they come in, like a servo, and you pat them. <laughs> no, it's, a, it's like a game park it's for a, whales. It's a viewpoint for whales. They're yeah. not killing whales. No. You stand on the lookout and watch whales, and you jerk off. It's a real <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, that's, that's what whaling is. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's the noise that you You're make. Like, oh, that's what they call it. I thought I was the only guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, but apparently I act. I well, I did. I, not apparently. I was there. Uh, <laughs> I acted in this thing where uh, there's this apparently some kind of uh, kind of place where you do those tours uh, of the whaling station, mm. and it's got big like a big projection that projects onto this waterfall, and oh, that's cool. and it's kind of like an old 
the history of the whaling station mm-hmm. and yeah yeah so for, like a science work sort of shit yeah. or, or like sovereign hill where they've got the whole setup yeah, yeah exactly yeah, i yeah, think yeah, i've par- been there i've been there yeah. oh yeah apparently tom it's ballard got- used to work there really it's kind of his first mm-hmm. one of his first talent things is to, yeah and um so um yeah so <laughs> i for yeah for two days i had to sit on this ship in this green screen background like it was fucking awesome at this like 200 year old ship in this big studio in uh, Port Melbourne, mm. and um, it just had to sit and pretend we were getting hit by waves and things. I had to dress as an old timey kind of guy yeah, and right. go, "Oh, there's the whale! Like there she goes!" <laughs> and throw the harpoon and everything. And um, yeah, we had to do these other things where we go, "Welcome to the whaling station. Uh, if you can handle it, or whatever." So <laughs> apparently, there's these big projections of me. Oh, really? Oh, right, down in my Warrnambool. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of want to so go. So you never there. went there. You just did it in Port Melbourne and now it's in yeah. Warrnambool. Yeah, and so yeah. Do you, are you going to do the gig green screen from Port Melbourne? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah uh, that's one of the selling points actually. Like if you've been to the whaling station, yeah, <laughs> you're yeah, going to yeah. love Nick Capper. <laughs> he is sailor number four. That's They're like, great. oh, that was my favourite sailor. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, we'll have to get you back on the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for coming. It's my studio now. That's, that's one of the things. That's why I asked to be on the podcast is to go, hey, time to overtake this shit. Squatter's yeah. law. Yeah. 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 That would be good fun. Yeah, yeah I yeah. think especially when uh, Melbourne Comedy Festival starts. Uh, in March 23, March. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah yes. It's somewhere around that time. We need time. to get a whole list of – because we want to do more co- comedians. We haven't done that many in the oh, course yeah. of 600 and something yet. So. Yeah, it's so weird. Well, you've recommended about you seven. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we'll yeah. start there. Yeah, yeah, I can hook you up. Yeah. Right, great. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I found you guys – because you had some other studio or something and we were doing some podcast – we had another studio in Abbotsford oh, yeah. for a little bit, and I don't know how I found you guys. Maybe on Instagram or something. But anyway, that's cool. Yeah, great. Thanks, and it's Captain. so cool because, like, yeah, I've been tuning in every now and then, and I just love it because you can just um, just sit in the car and just like not have to get too invested in it. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. when I lo- I'm a big fan of the dollop, uh-huh. but I've got to be sitting there listening to every detail. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. When you've got, you know, you know, I don't know. One guy with autism and one guy with not many features. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's kind of like you don't have to invest in that much. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just what a selling point. Yeah, Can you get that on a poster? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, mate. It's the Daily Talk Show. Uh, hi at thedailytalkshow.com if you want to send us an email. Uh, feel free to uh, hit us up on Apple Podcasts with a review. We love that. Otherwise, see you tomorrow. See ya.